0: Hello universe. Apologies up front, but I have been running around this morning having the kind of hmm when when you see how can I figure this out? All right. <clears throat> if <laughs> if there's one part of the universe that is a recurring theme now in a way that makes me almost pessimistic uh, is that certain uh, energetic impulses lead to expected and predictable energetic outcomes that then create the swell of energy necessary to enable these outcomes, which then swirl back to create this outcome, that then swirls back to create that outcome, which when you realize over the long cycle, it all swirls back to the same freaking starting point. (laughs) And, uh, And it doesn't matter what you look at. I mean, you can look at corruption in politics. No matter how much you clean up the system, The system eventually succumbs to the embarrassment of mismanagement or something that creates the need for some level of secrecy or cloaking of outcome that is for the good of what we're trying to get done here. Now, let's not be so inefficient the next time around so we don't have to fudge the budget numbers. But now you've already fudged the budget numbers, so now (sighs) you can't help but end up at fascist revolution. Which then leads to cleansing the system, which leads to fascist revolution, and <clears throat> so it is the flaw built in to the approach. See, humanity had it at some point figured out. Then we were manipulated. I don't know if it was to suppress something that we were capable of or to advance something we were not ready for, or if it was to undo or redo our composition in a mix of volatility and analytical capability that leaves us constantly cycling back into self-destruction. And this is perhaps just what the residue of going through planet-wide cataclysm leaves soul energy as an effect. You are forever trapped in the fear of cataclysmic annihilation. And so everything you do going forward is either in response to or in preparation for the impulse that you live with in your soul that is, cataclysmic annihilation. There's no escaping it. If you've been through it, you are forever affected by it. And Once you're affected by it, if you can get into a large enough group of it, well, it just cycles back onto itself. What if that's why the sun keeps going off? <clears throat> and what if that's what we stopped this time? Something was supposed to happen that didn't. We aren't. Time is the ultimate cycle to try to understand how it cycles back. And I don't understand it entirely. In fact, I don't understand it at all. But I'm seeing how the rhythm can be read. And if it can be read, it can be influenced. And I think... We are subconsciously influencing it all the time. I just don't know how to make that something that we are either not being tricked into subconsciously influencing against our own best interests or to be activated so that we can revitalize that which made our species uniquely great. That's how it feels. It's right there. Okay, unpause. Let's just uh, agree to get the rest of this list done before I hop on a bicycle, ride to Home Depot, and stock shelves in the middle of the night. Because that's how much I care about the customer experience, being able to come in and use their cell phone to figure out that the item they want is in aisle 51, bay four. And if they don't find it in aisle 51, bay four, because it's in aisle 51, but up above bay four, well, that disappointment, unfortunately will always be there but it can't be as bad as it is now so like I said I'm going in to fix it and it's still bad a couple aisles I haven't even gotten to yet so as hard as I work to put as much roundup out there as you all can buy it seems like you can buy more than I can keep up with but <clears throat> that's okay room to get better is always something I appreciate being able to see because then I don't have to question, why am I doing this? I can always say, well, I'm doing this because it could be better. So at the very least, let's get this system intact, operational, and efficient. And until it is, well, big tall orange ladder, here I come. Um, You know, and I I should mention this because after coming back, I'll say this. You get less of an experience shopping at Home Depot now than you ever have. There's no doubt. And here are the two ways that I think it's definitely become so. First and foremost, there is much less emphasis on product knowledge training and particular item uh, uh, applications in the store. And uh, this is definitely true of garden department, may not be true of all the departments, but uh, you can come in and ask me uh, questions about Uh, various fertilizer uh, components and their effect on these plants and I'll have no idea now why not because I wouldn't uh, uh, gobble down that sort of knowledge and use it the one or two times a month I get the question but there's the key whereas we used to be brought into deeper and deeper uh, understanding of the department Now, it's assumed that the customer, for the most part, is coming in somewhat armed with the knowledge of Google and research they've done themselves. And that's fine. It's totally 100% true. But because the knowledge burden has shifted off of the employee to the customer, we no longer really know what the fuck we're talking about. So... uh. I don't mean this to be uh to denigrate the, the training system Home Depot offers. They still emphasize customer service above all else. And I am free at any time to go research something on a computer with you. If we have questions together, let's go find out. But it's not the same level of service as actually coming in with a body of knowledge that's superior to the customer in, say, 75% of engagements. There was always the pro who knew more than you. But those are opportunities for us to learn from them, frankly. And those are still there. As a matter of fact, a lot of the pros that I've now gotten to know, I will ask questions of, as I hold information uh, at bay, till I know what the fuck I'm talking about, so I do know what I'm talking about. And I know the pros hate this, especially the really good ones, because they don't have time to be informing Home Depot about the shit they can learn on their own. But they also are the ones who get down to, why this is used, when it should be used, and when it should be 100% uh, considered over anything else because its advantages offer the kind of reason to scale up in price to use that product. Why do you come in and buy this when 90% of the time you buy that? Well, I buy this because in the instance this is happening, that's the product I have to use. That's information of value. And uh, and it's, it's now hard to feel anything other than ill equipped for the truly uh, uh, good customer questions. I can tell you the patterns on the sprinklers because I too can read the box. But to tell you how long you need to water this plant. I don't know. I'll read the tag with you. But there's too much there to be learned. For me to be consistent and knowledgeable in what I know, anyhow, and they know this too. With product turning over as quickly as live plants turn over, what's the point of knowing uh, the watering schedules of a uh, geranium versus uh, pansies? It doesn't matter. It's the information that a customer is now willing to go get themselves. And that's the other. Well, that's a corollary to what's happened with less knowledge base: is there are fewer employees working to take you through that journey than there used to be. We used to help fill your cart all the way from start to finish. And now if we can answer your one question, we feel good about that. But we have so much else going on that rarely are we able to indulge in a full customer satisfaction experience. And that was something that you could do, I don't want to say daily, but you could get it in three or four times a week with somebody in which you made a difference for them. If you knew their project was something disorganized that you could help coordinate and get them out the door with the confidence that it would go right, those were some of the best customer exchanges you could have. There just isn't time for that now. And it's not that you can't still uh, engage with that customer in those opportunities if it's there to be had. It's just you're so pulled by other initiatives that rarely do you feel like If you can't just get them started and then tell them to come back to you with questions, you're almost managing too many projects from afar to manage one with the kind of personal touch you used to be able to take. All of that said, the other way that the experience has degraded, in my opinion, is you no longer um, have the, um, the knowledge of what goes online versus what's in the store. And especially for me, and I'm probably the one handicapped the most here because I have four-year-old product knowledge, essentially, that's still baked into my head. And frequently I walk to a place where things used to be and I can't find them, and they're just like behind me on the aisle or whatever. They've just been flip-flopped around enough that I'm disoriented, can't find things. But a lot of stuff has just moved online. And it's, um, I guess, That's all done according to some uh, metric of what people come in the store for versus what they don't. But enough people still come in the store for things that I think, yeah, why don't we sell that? But it's only available online. And I, I know this is an uphill climb to beat Amazon with anything resembling brick and mortar, but you can't just succumb to the metrics that tell you what is and what isn't selling in the store there has to be some way for there to be a more diverse approach to getting people something they want now today even if it's a wider inventory range of specialty items store to store maybe all the rototillers are available at this home depot so if you really want a rototiller you go to that one or all of the lawnmowers that you see online are available at this one they're always are there. It seems like that's the advantage that we're missing to give customers at least a place to go get satisfied immediately. Even just the morons like me who are instant gratification, nub nuts. Okay, but you know why? I, I like to go shop for things that I can touch because I can also take them home today. They're tangible and I don't have to wait for some delivery truck from Amazon like the phone that showed up eight days late. Nice. Thanks, USPS. You would have asked. Anyhow, let's get back to the list. Or, you know, maybe I should pause here. Well, it's been a while. It is currently the 21st of May, Saturday. The latest I can remember snow coming in the amount it did to basically inflict damage in every single yard of some scale. Not everybody lost trees, but a lot of people did. And it it's sad how much the delayed spring um, felt in full flourish four days ago as I rode to work thinking the trees had finally leafed out completely. And four days later, here we have depending on where you were in the city, anywhere from two to five inches of snow, um, accumulate. And I'm guessing another three fell because it snowed hard. It just was the wrong condition for it to accumulate, but the trees got the worst of it. And frankly, the damage this morning was sad. So what a fitting way to come into this final, 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 final module or is it, of uh, late for work again. Which, I have not been late for work since the one instance that slapped me upside the head, well, more like threw me into a chain fence, that um, that necessitated I not make it all the way through this without at least one hiccup. And I and I respect that. I respect the universe keeping me, keeping me in real, keeping me checked, keeping me checking real, real checking. However you want to throw the, listen, bro, eh, you don't just get to waltz in and decide things have changed and make everything work out. Nope, 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 nope. There's more effort involved in fundamentally becoming something better than just thinking, you know, it would make things better if I just was more like this. Nope, you you really have to earn it sometimes, and as disregarded as I've been with whether or not 8 minutes, 15 minutes, or 23 minutes is considered late to work. Well, good for me. Good for me to have been late once, one minute, and once, one other time, one day. Uh, that's, that's a phenomenal achievement. One that I did not expect. So, I'm patting myself on the back because I deserve it. And because, if we're going to nail my, my shortcomings here, which we are then I can at least say, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but even I wouldn't have believed that that record would have been possible considering the delayed recording schedule that I have fallen into, including the six days gap between this and the last recording in this week. So (laughs) I am shocked that my time-keeping skills in terms of managing my in-time at work could do a 178 as much as they did. But they did. The evidence is there. Not only that, but I'm actually enjoying riding my bike to work in the sunrise. Of course I am, because, I mean, as life goes, that's about as enjoyable an activity as you can have. All right, well, all right, chill out Phoebe, good for you. So we're going into the negativity. Well, not the negativity, but the opportunities within the recorded episodes from 107 to 158, which technically isn't finished because I'm gonna finish with the good stuff. I'm just recording them in opposite sequence. I've chopped this whole thing up because I just, yeah i got to finish it in a way that is going to put an exclamation point on what I honestly have come to appreciate the more I listen to it. And listening to all 53 of these episodes is enormous. It is too much work. For me, even. Um, I'll probably never do it again. And so I don't in any way subscribe to the theory that you need to <laughs> digest bulk points here and, and I every time I get to the end of one of these I keep telling myself I gotta sum it up somehow in something more concisely digestible for the audience that may encounter it because there's no way to mine it for what I think are the 10 hours of quality among the 36 hours or whatever that's here and there might be that much there's a ton of ton of episodes that are over 35 minutes. It seems like all of them are. I know that's not true, but I'll bet 40 of them are. So, having gone through it all, and having gone through all of it about a time and a half, because some of it I had to re-listen to because it had been so long. In fact, what I should be doing here is pausing and doing the first five episodes, again, in the format that I did the next 50 or 46 episodes. The first five episodes, I have already put my negative thoughts in the positive uh, episode because when I started doing all of this, I just started spitting my thoughts out about all of it, forgetting that I wasn't summing up the whole project. I was summing up the good and the bad. I didn't divide the first five episodes, but it is so much work already to get through that if I add to it, just know that if you didn't listen to the Ra rah what I did right part of this. That's the episode before this. And if you care, you can find that in the first, I think, 20 minutes. But, after that, I listened to the next 46 episodes, I believe, all the way to the conversation with Lily, which is episode 156. I'm sorry. It's episode 157. Um, so from... Episode 112 to 157, I have summed up what I consider the best, the worst, and the most revealing moment of each episode. And so, having already gone through the best, just kidding, I'm going to do it next, but in the re-edited format of Podcast Distribution Networks, here we go with the what I consider the worst element um, of the episode. And what I also consider the most revealing part of the episode if there is a spin on it that is negative. For instance, in some episodes I could hear myself being boastful or whatever. So we'll go through the negative ones here. And then I'm going to finish with what, uh, what I took away from the brief encounter with Lily in my life as if, I don't know, as if she was a cameo in a movie. All right, on we go. So, episode 112. Wait, did I do 110? Oh, I might have done 110 and 111 as well. So, what the hell, here we go. The best of 110 has already been... I'm kidding, but well... The best of 110 is, um, is already listenable in the previous episode, but the worst of it is how poor the recording is. And I remember this one specifically. It's the worst of all. In fact, so bad is the recording that I will, as I start to insert some prefaces to some of the episodes that I don't want people to endure, or if I want you to endure it, I'll explain why it's worth enduring. But this one... Um, And so... And it was right here that I started to take myself to task for my poor attempt at QAing the issue. I really did a lot of uh, what should have been done in the very first week in that four or five day sequence right there to get things correct. And since then, I feel like as long as I keep my system where it is, like right now, uh, I get a pretty good recording. I'm happy with the results. So I'm not messing with things until I can determine a reason to mess with them that will make them better, that I'm also knowledgeable enough to pursue and not just a blind man in a a china shop. Does that cliche conundrum work? Point is, I have no reason to change something that's effective. And I used to tinker with stuff like this all the time, just thinking, yeah, it's good, but what if it was great? No, it's good. Leave it alone. Uh All right, this this is a good one to have for the first uh, revealing moment. I, I say in that episode that if anything out there I was ready to die for, it was everybody else, for you, for the group, for humanity at large. I was such a non-entity in terms of defining myself in this space and time that I really felt like slipping out of this reality on some level of uh of gratitude toward the group like if if we're talking men women and children and i am so happy to leave the women and children i'm happy to leave the other dudes i mean it, it just i wasn't attached to my own life so the idea of dying was never personal it was more transitional and i've never believed in a soul really so this isn't some sort of like i'll just transition into the another world and be fine. No, if anything, I was ready for the zilch. And I'm still I'm still comfortable with the knowledge that of course I don't know things that are unknowable. But I'm connected to enough of a stream of comfort and conditioned knowledge. That either it's being delivered to me through some sort of un hmm, intangible's close, but unknowable feels better. Sequence of energy transfer. Or I'm just some dupe from the CIA shooting laser thoughts into my head. I mean, but it's there, so living with it in comfort is a decision I've made because it has in many ways, been the damn crumbling that kept gumming up what felt like my attempts at progress. So, you know, does it matter? It's like, does it matter if we live in a simulation? Are you not still experiencing it in the intensity and direct tactile nature of reality, whether you decide you're in a simulation or not? Yeah, you are. So, who gives a shit? I mean, in the end, what we have is this moment right now in time right here. If this isn't something you're enjoying or finding purpose in or having a a reason to embrace, well, get on with it. Start figuring out why you are limiting yourself to something less than that experience of embracing reality in real time, in the moment, at all times. That's all you have to, to do. And if one of the things that you can't allow yourself is the peace and tranquility of of non-disturb time then figure out what's got you troubled mentally that you can't slow it all down and just enjoy the simplicity of the moment. You don't have to constantly be on a roller coaster to enjoy the moment. You have to be conscious of your sensory input enough that you can find yourself balanced in every moment so that you have just enough time to take it all in as you experience it. And thus, are At peace with the universe is (laughs) such a silly thing to say, but... So once I had this notion of comfort in myself and acceptance of both my wins and losses as just as irrelevant as my ties. It's all just me doing the best I can. So I'm never disappointed in whatever both delays reroutes or complete 180s happen as a, as a result. As long as I'm true to myself, all of that is growth. And so now that I've grown into a position I'm proud of, have some, uh, some sense of, of accountability to not just myself, but my future, it, it's a life I will no longer allow to be taken. I would fight to the end for it. And believe that there is still much in my life to accomplish. So those are discussions to help people understand there was real (laughs) collapse of any kind of connection. So reconnecting to myself, I guess, was the ultimate first foundational stone that had to be placed. All right, if we take this long on every one of these, it'll be 13 days before we get through this. So let's not do this. Episode 111's worst moment. Uh, The dishes diatribe. The dishes diatribe. I don't even remember the dishes diatribe at this point, but it must suck. So sorry about that. I use girl in that episode when I mean woman. (laughs) Um, Let's just nail this one down real quick. Because you know what really upsets me the most over all of these is the amount of misuse I have for certain phrasing. And by certain phrasing, I mean lay and lie. I mean girl and woman. I mean less and fewer. I mean, I had this list written down somewhere. We'll run into it again, I'm sure. Um, and I also mean coincidence and ironic. Unfortunately. Um, and this, what what I guess this has taught me is these are things I understand. I hear the mistakes when I speak them. What's disappointing is I know how this works. I hear the mistake, but I don't know I've made the mistake while speaking. So am I speaking too fast? In some instances, yes, I can hear the the tripping over the phraseology that lends to a mistake. And in some instances, I believe I misuse the word because going into it, it's an 80-20 decision, whether it's this or that, and I make the wrong call. And it's not until I've listened to it again that I understand, wait a second, is that even correct? No, it's not. But so I do think there are some parts here where maybe I'm too nuanced or not nuanced enough. Uh, in my interpretation of the situation, ironic and coincidence, could potentially fall into this category. But the lay and lie, the girl and woman, the uh, (laughs) misusing anything that you think you understand makes you wonder how much misuse you're really going through. Recording myself in a stream of conscious conversational format has given me the opportunity to listen to my brain for the first time ever. Because what it's like in my head is a constant conversation back and forth, even though there's no real dialogue other than the thought train that keeps running nonstop all the time until I'm asleep. But inside of that is the self-check referential revisiting and coordinating of that train of thought, 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 thought that you do engage. And to me, that's as close to calling it a conversation as anything. And having that diatribe spitting out of my mouth, I think sometimes I'm so consumed with trying to find my way through the thought Uh, bush that I'm currently lost in and finding my way out of it and language becomes secondary. I hear it. I hear that I'm I'm in a complex thought pattern and my grammar and use of (laughs) correct wordage, it deteriorates. So, and I wonder if that's, In some ways, too, I I have a hard time sometimes thinking of simple words, like concise or uh, it doesn't matter. There are moments where I can't think of a word that I almost can't believe I can't think of. When it finally comes to me, it feels like information that has gotten harder to navigate to. So I know there's some of that going on. And I'm not in denial that at some point everyone's capacity to compute in their head deteriorates, especially over 50. So as I approach my fifty-third birthday, none of this is a surprise, but it means that I can no longer trust myself to have had precise conversation in public because I don't know that I'm misspeaking there too without recording everything I do. And now that I've recorded enough of this to know how often I misspeak here, well, of course I'm misspeaking in public because if this is the volume at which I misspeak in conversation just because I'm too wrapped in thought or distracted by the dog or whatever to get my grammar and use of proper terms correct, well, I don't know. It was disappointing to discover that. If there's one thing in the overall first... 5 months of doing this almost my precision of speech is a C minus and I'm not going to give myself that grade but if I was that's what I would give myself and I thought I was more like a B plus A minus constantly nope <laughs> turns out that's wrong all right back to what else is wrong well my ability to find which one's next is wrong okay so 112 I don't know what the reveal in 111 was, so let's really quickly get to that so I don't skip it. Did I even talk about it? Did it even matter? Probably not. Where's 111? There it is. Most revealing moment. Um, Zero purpose. Led to fears that um, were easily reinforced that I was either weak or... Broken? I don't know. Having no true destined drive toward anything from within was the most paralyzing moment of my inner self that I could get to. It didn't matter. When I kept wondering, why was I so unmotivated? I didn't have an answer. In fact, I never really have answered that. And I'm not motivated now. I just have purpose. And does that equate to motivation? Maybe. Because I don't have a problem getting up. I don't have a problem doing what needs to be done. I don't have a problem. I don't really have a problem with anything. And I used to have a lot of problems with a lot of stuff. And I still see the inefficiencies, the waste, the neglect, the just the disregard overall. I see it all. I just think of it differently. And I see, even within myself, the places of neglect I'm either now tending to with a new attitude, thus getting new results, or I've understood that I might have been talked into even caring about that because I've neglected it for so long. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like my, my, my uh, credit score... My uh, ability to financially maneuver in this oh so capitalist economy is zilch. And I don't give a shit. But for most people, that would be the most destructive element of Freaky Fridaying me would be <gasps> wait, what's my credit score? <laughs> yeah. So again, do you have everything in your life organized in a way that's true to you? Or do you have everything in your life organized in a way that accommodates and aligns with societal expectation? And I'm not saying those need to be all that far out of whack, but you can't allow what is even the little bit of societal expectation that is 180 degrees opposite who you really are to become something you're trying to square peg into your round hole, or you will lose track of the things that you actually are coordinated on. Or if you act like I did, you could take it that far. So, zero purpose was tough. And if I ever find real purpose, I'll let you know. Because what I have now is a way to behave that has shown purposeful results. Being kind, being forgiving. I'm finding this one more and more. But being forgiving and being understanding. And I'm going to even say being um, aware of situations to be able to communicate frankly and positively with people around me. I've had a lot of really positive interaction. And I think I'm looking for opportunities to be positive with people and stepping into those opportunities at every chance I can. It's working great for me. So that's not purpose, but it's a way to behave that's been purposeful. So what do you know? I know 113 is probably where I was at my worst, probably not. Who knows? It was uh, here we go. Now we're on some sequences I can follow. One thirteen. My worst moment. <laughs> my handwriting. I couldn't read my own handwriting in that episode at least twice. I'm terrible. And I, as a result, the handwriting on this page is almost terrific. So I will try to, even when I write small here. It's legible. Good for me. Way to improve right away. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, okay. I think that's part of the best. Oh, and I'm very assumptive in this. Okay, this isn't 113. This is 115. Damn it. Where's 113? Oh, stupid. All right, here's 112. So that was a little preview on 115. 112, the worst thing. You have nothing to fear from us other than the fears we create for you. That's a dumb line. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Because, obviously, the worst thing about coming here are the fears created by human beings for each other. Is there a worse life than slavery? As an African-American, captured in your own homeland, brought to America on a boat full of disease and death? Forced by whip to work a field? I mean, would it be worse to jump into a volcano? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. The endurance of the human spirit is a magnificent element of everything that we have gotten to at this point. And I don't have even a grain of rice to throw onto the wedding that it is for the people who have endured the hardships that have brought the life that I enjoy into reality. I'm not too dismissive to understand that hardship isn't something I even have a notion of. That doesn't mean I can't imagine and empathize with the brutality of human existence that has been there. And so, <laughs> the greatest fear among us is fear of each other for legitimate reasons. And that is why I'm optimistic. Because that's shit that can't be fixed. Uh, my reveal here um, is better left for the earlier episodes, so you've already heard it. All right, 113. Um, my sense of entitlement here was high. I hear that sometimes. It makes me, gr- uh, makes me bristle. And yet, I also um, throw that out without knowing it. It doesn't feel entitled in the moment. Or I would check myself, I think. So hearing it afterward makes me wonder how often am I being a butthole. More than I think. Just like all of us. The reveal? Um, Okay. Believing situations are beneath me is a reveal out of this episode. And (laughs) I'm not sure why I, I don't really remember the episode. And the point, but this bothers me whenever I find myself sounding like something happening is something beneath me, and I don't have this feeling very often because I can put myself in almost every position. So when I sneer or dismiss or somehow find cause to um, to offhandedly think better of myself than this. Well, I don't like hearing it. So I know I need to get rid of that. When I hear it, I do my best to eradicate it. And I think you'll find some of that in episode 113. So having mentally blocked that out, I'm going to tell you the worst thing of episode 114 is me talking to the NSA. And hello, NSA. This might be the last time I speak to you. but probably not. But it's just like, uh, why do it? What's the point? It's wasted energy. And if the NSA wants to have a conversation with me, fine. But I'm done talking to anybody who I group out there. I'm done talking to the (laughs) perpetrators of anything gone awry, gone unknown and gone pineapple upside down cake. The universe has its own way of checking all that energy out figuring out how to undo it. I've made my stance clear. There's nothing else to say. I'm not obsessing about any of this stuff. I do not give a shit if we went to the moon. I really don't. But I know people who do. And they're the ones who, if they were to lose that sense of (laughs) patriotism, accomplishment, it would shatter too much. And I don't have any, any desire to shatter worlds. I really don't. And I know that that is an agenda that many people believe, unfortunately, is necessary. Well, not this guy. I just don't. Um, however, when it comes to something like JFK, you know, the nation changes its opinion. Then where's the accountability here? Why is that shit still being suppressed? doesn't make sense. Unless, those who it would affect have the power to suppress it. Alright, so no more talking to you NSA, unless you want to have a conversation about the moon landing, JFK, or Sandy hook, Come am on. Um, <clears throat> and my reveal in that one is uh, one best left, for already having been said. So on we move to 115, where you've had the preview of my handwriting was terrible, so Off we go to uh, be an assumptive son of a bitch, because I assume more than ever in that episode. So after feeling entitled, I must have been an assumptive shit if I have that written down two episodes later. Yay me. I got to check that, right? You You can't ever assume that you're better than people. You're not. You're not. There is no ever, ever a circumstance in which you're better than someone. It just doesn't happen, but we all have moments of knowing that we're in a situation that we feel couldn't have happened had we been in this position instead of that person. Sometimes those feelings are fine, but check the system, not the person. Just And if the person got there, it's their system that got them there. So. You can blame the person or you can blame the system. Trust me. There is nothing ever to make you think you're better than people. It's always wrong. It's a wrong instinct. And the reasons you're interpreting it are systemic. So go break the system down. And if I'm being assumptive of more than the idea that people aren't problematic, systems create problematic people then I will have to be talked out of that position and you'll have to come firing because that's a hard one to talk me out of. All right, 116, the worst of 116, too much talk of the internal Home Depot system chatter. There isn't a ton of that. I save that all for one episode, this episode, because for the most part, I really am uh, pleasant uh, at work and have no complaints And I'm in no way unhappy about transitioning back there. It's working out great. But I do think I've seen something in the four-year gap that disappoints me in terms of customer service. In terms of customer-specific service, not generally. Home Depot will always, as far as I can tell, think the customer is first. And that is never compromised. And it still is exactly that way. So, uh, but... I did my best to avoid that. This is one place I thought I got a little heavy. Um <laughs> All right. Uh Yeah. Um I have I had about a 5-day episode where and I've I've had a couple recently actually, like yesterday. But where I kept hearing my name called. And sometimes I hear my name cuz John, I mean shit, it happens. But it was enough that I was, like, intrigued by it. Like, what am I mishearing? Like, do I need to be getting my name called? You know, that kind of feeling. And then I had it happen when I was uh, walking outside at work. And I thought someone was right behind me. Like, literally, it was startling to the point I jumped and turned around expecting to see somebody. Nobody was there. And, uh, and then, (laughs) then walking the dog, I felt somebody tap me on the shoulder and I turned around like startled, scared and nobody was there. And I had been hearing whispering shit that whole day. So, oh my God, I like, I was spooked. We came straight home. Um... And somewhere in there, I speak of voices, but I hadn't heard anything auditory and confusing for a while, and recently scared even. And uh, we'll see. Sometimes when I speak of this stuff, it goes away, but sometimes it intensifies. And if it's, if I'm going back to hearing this shit, um, I don't know what to do with that. That's the... Weirdest stuff behind the blackout that I've got, and it still sits there, unopened. An open question that I'm more than willing to find answers for, but have come up empty. All right, on to 117. The worst of 117 was uh, well, I say the country coming home drunk with its shirt inside out, um, needs to have a conversation. I, I do feel like the country is a little bit, uh, out of control and whether or not they're, you know, drinking while driving, I think we should ask. In other words, it's time for the country to show some accountability and where there is behavioral or directional misappropriation. Can we fix that? Please? My reveal. Um, uh, yeah, we'll say that. W- Worse of 118. The wind <laughs> upon which seeds... Uh, yeah. I hated the breakdown there. That uh, it's... It is hard not to want to blow your seed across the wind of time if you're a dude. Well, you have to... You have to appreciate how much when your diminished drive arrives, you realize the... Compulsion your life existed on, to reproduce, and if women had the same hakuna matata moment, then yippee yippee for all of us because it was a transition of positive impact in my life. I still have all the desire I ever had before. I'm just not compelled to follow up on it. Twenty three seven, I'm not, and thank God. So yay. That might have belonged earlier, so we'll probably address it there, too. Um, Worst of... Oh, uh, no, the reveal. (laughs) What? So that wasn't the reveal. Um, Yep, we'll save that one. 119's worst. It wasn't my initiative to come clean on the shenanigan. Yep, that was bad. That should have been... It should have happened the day of. And my reveal... uh, Yeah, I'm not worried. Oh, yeah, let's say that. 120, the worst. Stop speaking for anyone else. Okay, I agree. I must have done it there. Uh, And we're going to go on to 121's worst. Person died face jumping. What was that? That was terrible. Why I even brought that up, I have no idea. I've never even read a story like that. That was weird, and I apologize for it. And why I picked Sri Lanka? I don't know. I do have a source, a sore spot, soft spot. Sri Lanka was the country uh, that, that I had to do a report on. I had to do a report on Sri Lanka, and then I had to do one on South Yemen um, in some like seventh or eighth grade thing. So when I go to rare country references, Sri Lanka comes up more than it should. That's why. Um, okay, on to the worst of 122. The breakdown. um, uh, Okay. The breakdown in empathy. I don't remember the breakdown in empathy, but that's the worst of 122. Worst of 123? The dog snoring throughout the episode? (laughs) Yeah. Worst of 124 was the bong hits I took. There was a a reveal, um, and the reveal is. No, I'm going to say that. I already spoke about it, right? Worst of 125, living life below the poverty line. Considering living life below the poverty line. Okay, most people would think that's insane. But again, there's a bountiful life in America to be had without having to work that hard to get it. And I don't mean I want to be lazy. I want to maximize my work time to give me just enough to get by to do the things that embrace my life everywhere else. I want that balance perfect. Now, if I can keep it on some sort of seesaw where it goes back and forth a little bit, I'm totally happy. But the minute I feel like I'm overworking or need something and I can't afford it, those things are out of balance. But I can live on a minimalist life. I eat peanut butter and honey sandwiches and am entirely happy eating them. And I can eat them for a month, but I also appreciate that once in a while, I'm going to make myself sausage and peppers and onions on a hoagie roll and mow out. but I only need one of those every three or four months. So I have a very compressed concept of what you need to live monetarily in America. And if I can get down to 20 hours a week at Home Depot, boy, no, but we'll see. Um, and... I want to maximize my meaningful time. That's the reveal from the episode, and I absolutely do. I will take meaningful time over a leather couch every day of the week, all day long. I don't even need a couch. I can be comfortable sitting on the floor. But the meaningful time that comes and goes, you get to appreciate it or you missed it. The leather couch is there forever. So who gives a shit? I'll sit on one, remember what it's like, and move on. But that isn't to say that you shouldn't live without a couch. Of course you should have a couch. But my point is, your ultimate goal has to balance whatever it is that you're pursuing versus what it is you need to maintain. And my maintain is the least important time of my life, for the most part. 126 said, I would never... Oops, I didn't mean that. Okay, yeah, there was some race talk in this one. And... As a white male American, I should shut my mouth. I get that. So when I speak on race, I speak from a perspective of A, understanding the imbalance at one shocking point of my life, which is when I first got to college, and B, having an experience that I appreciated my entire life, knowing how vulnerable and exposed the the whole enterprise was because it didn't last long. I just was lucky enough to experience it. Well, it isn't something in which I have uh, eradicated the concept of racial division on this planet. It, the races are the last thing that I think we, we will let go of. And maybe we'll mix to the point that we all homogenize. It's possible. But it is such a constructed separation point, that I have always felt it just doesn't exist. Kind of like God. So as I understand that I misspeak all the time using terms like lay lie, girl, woman, ironic, coincidental, well, there's got to be some racial overtone in my speak that I don't hear. So when I call myself out as being above The oops, I didn't mean to say it that way. Well, yeah, I don't say overtly racist shit. But do I have racial overtone that is beyond my grasp to even understand is in my lexicon? I'll bet I do. So I'm calling myself out for thinking that I'm above that. I'm not. We are all capable of direct disregard for people based on a prejudged component like their skin color. Because... We're conditioned and environment in which those separate concepts are reinforced. So I see no color unless I do. Because I'm programmed in ways that I cannot appreciate from within. And if I'm not willing to step outside and say, we all are, suck it up and make a better world of it, well then I'm missing the point. So I call myself out on it there. Uh, All right, we'll leave the reveal for earlier. Because Hello, Wittgenstein is the worst part of my Wittgenstein episode. Because who gives a shit about Ludwig Wittgenstein? Well, that's also the best part of that episode. So, yeah, come on. Ludwig Wittgenstein is interesting. I know you don't give a shit, but he's interesting. Um, 128. In episode 128, the worst of it is, um, <laughs> okay, where did all the, the slaves get housed to build the pyramid? Again, just ask the basic questions about shit. They don't get answered. And if they can't get answered, then start looking at what else isn't known. We And the reveal is we don't know who built the pyramids. We don't. I can tell you this. It wasn't Egyptians. In 2500 BC. Who was it? I don't know. But it wasn't that. All right. 128.9. Reactions of the reactionary um, is the worst of it. So I must be reactive in that one. Uh, nature is in harmony versus survival of the fittest. Okay. That's the reveal. Uh, survival of the fittest is break, breaking down for me based on the fact that I don't understand the evolutionary jumps from environment to environment. I don't understand the evolutionary jump from non-sensory input to having that sensory input. Does the occurrence of the sensory availability demand the experiencer of that sensory input develop the sensory necessary to experience the input? Does a tree fall in a forest where no one's around and get heard? Or does it demand that evolution create some sort of creature that can hear it? Maybe. But that's kind of what evolution demands. Otherwise, why would a fish develop lungs? To go breathe outside its natural environment and experience life on land. Why would it? Is that what evolution does? Drives things out of the water? Then why doesn't everything get driven out of the water? Again... I I'm not here to discuss all that, but evolution is falling apart for me. That's the reveal. On we go to one thirty. Where's the one thirty? My way of my way of dissing people is different. Oh, no, my way of seeing people is different. Um, Oh, at work. Right, I remember this comment now the The people at work have it obviously it's not like they've gone to war and come back, but there is some some trauma on them that is residue from the time I was away, and it's disappointing to see that from them. I mean in the universe, not in them, it's a disappointing universe that they're going through that uh Okay. Worst of 131, receiving the word of God. Um, (laughs) uh, And not paying attention to it. Crop circles are real. That's the reveal. So, what the fuck? Let's figure those out. Uh, The 132's worst is when I say mounted by inspiration, not all of us pursue. Um, And there's only so much harm you can do if if you're willing to pull yourself out of the equation. That is absolutely wrong. You're just delaying your inevitable involvement in the equation. So find the energy to realize that quitting is always wrong. Because inevitably, you're compelled back in. So get your shit together. Um... (laughs) I'm not here to harm anyone else, and neither are you. And I'm not here better than anyone else, and neither are you. As you arrived, everything else around you taught you any impulse on either equation, one way or the other, because you're not here to harm other people, and you're not here better than anybody else. Once those manipulations are in place, though, they're hard to let go of. All right, 133 is worst. We're all great until we start believing that we're not. I don't know why that's the worst. It's very true. And a corollary to what I just said about episode 132. And the reveal in there. uh, I spent none of my life as a Christian. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I spent most of my life as a caricature. Yep. 134, worst. The psych test, I never even looked that up. The one where you can get somebody to concede to the group even when the group is clearly wrong. I'll have to look that one up because I need to know what that is and be able to refer people to it. That's one of the more important studies. Um, My reveal, we're susceptible to being told what to think and how to act. In fact, I think we look for it, I think we are conditioned for it, and I think once we are fed it, we repeatedly want more of it. And I'm not talking about addiction. I'm just talking about that's the behavior model I see us under. We reinforce ourselves for the effort we're willing to put into anything and everything. And I don't know why. There are a whole lot of ways to exist in this universe that don't involve the sort of compulsion toward production that we're ingrained with here. How about the compulsion to kindness? Are we ingrained with that here? No. Okay, the worst of 135. Left two things off the list. Yeah, how did I leave two things off that list? That was dumb. Um, And when I'm revealing... (laughs) uh, When I'm revealing the two things that I did leave off the list, which of those two would I find the most annoying? Well, I have forgotten personal holidays once, one time. Forgot one anniversary once, <laughs> but when it comes to showing up or canceling last minute, no. no, 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 Show up with your bloody stump where you caught yourself in the stump grinder, but show up, never cancel last minute. I mean, if you're on fire, what are you going to do, right? But canceling last minute is you better have the excuse of all excuses. If I'm already there and you call and say, I'm not coming, I've never done that to anybody that I can think of offhand, but I'm sure circumstances at some point force me to, but I don't cancel last minute. I might be late as fuck, but I'm coming. All right. Not that that's much better. It's slightly better, but slightly like paper thin slight. All right. Um... Worst of 136, I don't mean to offend you, but, yeah, you don't get to say that shit. I don't mean to offend you, but, no. Hey, buddy, while you're going to find this offensive, I'm telling you this because I have the fortitude and character in which to say, I don't think that's correct. That's different. If you're going to offend people, fucking offend them. But don't couch it. Um, My reveal there, I finally explained alphabet soup. And if you do have to couch stuff, alphabet soup's a good game to couch all right. Worst of 131 is U.S. Americans when I misspeak for uh, Miss South Carolina. And, uh, okay. Worst of 138, the up the nose. Yeah, that was not fun. Uh, and my reveal, I even say some things sometimes I don't agree with. I do. And I'm not going to call this necessarily negative, but... I'm trying to be more consistent, so I have to at least call myself out for the inconsistency there. Um, And I change my mind all the time. I could change my mind in 15 minutes. It doesn't take long to have a new opinion if there's concrete good reason on which to hold it. I will switch now. So I consider my opinions thoroughly thought through, but open and capable of discussion points always. So um, when I change my opinion back and forth, that just explains there are multiple variables here that I consider of value and that there's too much in play to consistently hold one opinion at all times. I'm swayed this way or that way, depending on circumstance. So are you. So let opinions morph. Don't be above changing your mind. Silliness. 139 says, having a laugh at another's circumstance is not a good thing. No, it's not. I must have done that there. Um, hmm. Okay, the reveal is I. it was the coldest April ever. I lost those damn mittens, which still pisses me off. And um, I can't believe how much wind and shitty weather April offered. And May wasn't much better until a month or a week in. And then it was great for two weeks and then it snowed and broke all the trees. What a what a fucking twenty twenty-two catastrophe all over the place. Wait till twenty twenty-three though. Okay, don't file didn't 140's worst. I did not file my taxes. I only made 380 bucks or something. 340. I don't remember, but it's it's under four. So not filing my taxes wasn't illegal or anything. I just didn't get back whatever they held. So which I think was less than fifty bucks. Uh All right, there were, yeah, the COVID-19 response, horrific. I'll just leave it at that. The worst of 141, remove other opinions from my orbit. I don't know that I'll ever be able to do it. 100%. So coming to terms with the fact that it will occasionally be leaking in there, what sort of confidence can I have to withstand it? Continually being myself. It seems to be working out. And if others' opinions creep into my thoughts and processes, recognizing it and eradicating them is a good way to just keep myself in check. Um, (laughs) My reveal is, okay, yeah, any reason to get high. Is that negative? Anymore? Probably not. But for those of you that think of it negatively, stop. Do I sound high now? Because I am. And it doesn't affect my interchange here whatsoever. It just keeps my buoyancy easy to inflate. So life goes on in a capacity in which I find more joy. I hope you do too. And whatever it is that enables that. 142's worst was my ignorance of Europe, obviously. My ignorance of Europe is full-fledged, so I will consider that the worst of many things. Um, (laughs) My 143 is worst. Yes, your instincts prove you're a bitchy son of a bitch. Um, Yeah, I don't know. My instincts can oftentimes prove I'm a complainer. I know that much. So I'm trying not to complain. I'm trying to be solution-oriented, and I'm trying to be effective. Why complain about shit if you can't fix it? Just note it and move on. Uh, and my reveal I don't care about Easter, but I'm not religious, so why would I care about Easter? Never have. And uh, yeah, like, you know, never will. Why would I? Okay, 144, the worst. Waiting to get eaten by a. Uh, by a what? By an albino? No, by a deer who we are? Waiting to get eaten by a uh, deer who we are? By a bear who we are? Well, not sure what that says. Um, and nobody figures shit out anymore is the reveal. Google really has diminished people's innovation mm-hmm. mojo. Mine even. And I do everything I can now to not Google shit and figure shit out, like I did with my bike. Mechanical stuff doesn't change. It's the same it's always been. Things work because they work. Learn how they work. Don't Google it. You'll be a smarter person overall. Solve problems. Don't see how other people solve them. That knowledge doesn't mean anything. You're an incredibly intuitive and capable Knowledgeable being. Go figure shit out. You'll be surprised how much stuff you can figure out. Um, All right. Waiting to get eaten by a bear, I think is what that says. Waiting to get eaten by a bear. Are we waiting to get eaten by bears? Maybe I am. Worst of 145, the universe has the time. Is that the worst? Maybe. Maybe. Because time is such a hard thing for us to experience. In the little bit of snippet we get to keep our eyes open and think we've got it all figured out. The universe has the time. 42,000 years is nothing. But to us, it's beyond eternity. It's unknowable, even though we've experienced it. It's unknowable. What a trippy little life this is, huh? Worst of 146, uh, wired by my nose on my shirt. Oh, wiped my nose on my shirt. Yeah. Oh, I did do that that day, though. I was being honest. I do not like doing that. Sometimes you can't avoid it in certain situations. But, oh, I hate doing that. Hate it. And the reveal. uh, The power outage sucked. And the Ian Baker Finch mistake sucked. Worst at 149. I don't think I'm always and accurate enough when crediting other people's work because I'll say it was something like this or they said something like that. Time to be dead on accurate if I'm ever speaking of especially anybody else's work. Sorry for that. That needs to be better. And I wonder if you can hear that. I've been hearing beyond just audible hallucinations of my name. I've been hearing other stuff and I can't, without having somebody else sequenced into the experience, know whether or not Some of that stuff's real. But the stuff that flew over my house, it made the house rumble. How can that be a hallucination? But still, I do doubt myself, even my senses, to the ultimate degree. But I will stop doubting my accuracy when it comes to others' work. I will be precise there. That needs to be better. All right, and 150, trained to think the way I'm trained to think. I was trying to point out in 149 and 150 the irony of thinking the way you're trained to think there was some of that built into the entire enterprise including my african knowledge of geography etc um made you listen to coming up with all the states and capitals that was torturous sorry for that if you listen to it you're way above even maryland who deserved way better sorry maryland even sorry minnesota sorry ms you deserve better i was pathetic in that um i was also pathetic when i missed episodes 148 and 149 i don't know that was 147 Oh, so I just gave you one fifty because that's the Africa quiz. One forty nine, the shelf uh, idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Could have been worse. But my globe not having any date, what the fuck's that about? Seriously, that's impossible. That just means I'm living in a simulation, or the globe would be dated. All right, so that's one forty nine, one forty eight. We're doing a little skipping around here. It's almost like memento. Um... The worst of one forty eight is that I quit the recording. Um, the reveal is. Um, hmm. Fine to. Sobbing is my thing. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I, I don't know how I get so emotional. I can blame certain, lost. Connections with ex-girlfriends. But really? Really? That doesn't really make sense. Because I don't feel that in any other way. So is that 100% suppressed emotion? I'm pretty clear with how I think of Nicole. And I think of her as a past uh, love lost, mostly my fault. How can that make me miserable when talking about the connection of 42 and Douglas Adams? It's not making me miserable now. I, so something else is there. And I don't know what it is. Like Maybe I am lying to myself at levels I'm so entwined with that I can't see it. But that one is worse to me than the Watterson one before it, where I didn't have um, a full breakdown in that episode. But because I was holding on so hard... So the maybe the breakdown <laughs> for Douglas Adams had some water syndrome. to I don't know. I don't know. I sound miserable, like, like uh, almost unhinged with such ease from fine to sobbing and back to fine. Or I sound in touch with my emotions. I don't know which. It's some of both. And which one I'm more conditioned to think, I'm not sure which of. But my emotions always feel real. I'm never making that shit up. I can't even make that up. Can't make up anything anymore, which is good. But on to the worst of 151, the entire discussion of my childhood neighbors, the worst moment of all the recordings of all time so far. Uh, And even talking about uh, my parents' day, there was just a lot wrong with 151. So on to 152, where uh, how is the inner you here is the worst of it? Boy, that should be the best. Oh, that is the best of it. Ha little preview from last episode. The worst of it is the time at Home Depot doesn't matter. I say the time at Home Depot is irrelevant. I think that doesn't matter. No, it's not. It is foundation comfort that was, frankly, necessary. It, it, it not only doesn't matter, It it is critical. So, me for having said that. Uh, whatever you get all twisted up is is your fault. And it always will be. I almost lead the episode with that sentiment, but it's right. It's just harsh. Whatever you're all twisted up about is your fault. Like your credit score. Even if you're proud of your credit score. Why? Be proud of your ability to be financially sound. Your credit score is irrelevant. It's a measuring metric of how much banks can leverage against you. So they can't leverage shit against me. But... That also means I can't leverage shit with them. So it's inconvenient for me, not inconvenient for them. But it doesn't matter to me. It certainly has no repercussion on my soul. But neither does a lot of things that we find meaningful. So not everything has to be soul food. But if it's not going to be soul food, maybe have it be something better than your credit score. But your credit score matters in America. I'm just saying, how much does America matter? You know, like it's a whole sequence of dominoes. And it takes 152 episodes to get to it. Doesn't mean I'm not still disappointed in my childhood descriptions. But there's purpose there. It's not all out of nowhere. All right. The worst of 152. Or that was the worst of 152. So 153's worst is the dog whisperer chat. That's such me praising me. Look, I, like many people, have the ability to communicate with dogs In a friendly manner, I don't know that I could test myself against the most vicious dogs in the world, but I would put myself in pretty much all arenas with dogs. Even if they came at me, and whatever attack was there, I would think would be the minimum. Now, does that mean I can take on an army-trained or police-trained German Shepherd who is trained to put me down? No. Dogs can be trained to be effective. And if the effective nature of the dog is to take someone down to please that guy, I have no chance. But throw me in a pen with a dog that has nobody else's influence against it, and eventually I think we come out buddies. Even if there's some rough housing at first, I think I can withstand whatever a dog is going to bring at me. Now, can I say the same about humans? No. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. There's a lot of dog in us, humans, and I'm trying to leverage all of it. Um, So whatever's got you misled is your fault. And whatever I had it but stayed 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. The reveal from 153. Um, I'd had it at work and yet still gave him 30 extra minutes. This might be the only mistake I feel like I've made since I've been back. I knew what my limit was that day and I let it go. 30 extra minutes. Now, I did it for good reason. I did it for a reason that even now I feel was almost compelled. But the almost is enough to say it wasn't compelled. So I see that as a bit of a weakness. That if you can't turn off the drip, eventually the water flow becomes sustained. So that's the one drip so far from my faucet. And given two months' worth of initial work, I'll take one drip. I'm fine with that. But I have to check myself on it. So there it is. Check. Oh, you're going to move your coin. Well, no longer in check. 154 is worse. Thinking of giving my mom mushrooms. <laughs> I didn't. Good idea. Uh, I misused so many words in that episode. The reveal there is my language skills suck. They just do. Fewer versus less. Lay versus lie. Good versus well. There's another one I misuse. Woman, girl, irony, coincidence, good well, good well. I mean, good well. 155's worst. The 607 to 608 visual. It is ingrained in my head. I actually had another something to 10, 9 to 10 happen while I was there. And I was like, oh, that's seven to eight. (laughs) Fuck you, universe. You're funny. Did the universe steal my mittens? I don't know. Did you? Where are my mittens, universe? 156, the worst. The corporate career I was predestined. I hated. Oh, the computer career I was. Oh, the, what was the talk of the computer career into movie effects? Oh, my worst tangent ever. If there's a mistake available, I'm going to step into it eventually. Yeah, that's a bad reveal because I do have a way of needing to make a mistake to understand how something works. If it doesn't work this way, it works the opposite way. Well, that is stupid. But I'm not in life that way anymore. But I am in life that way to a certain extent, even emotionally. I'll go make a mistake emotionally to understand my emotions better. I've quit doing that mostly, but if I run into an unfamiliar situation, I'm not saying I'm above pushing the emotion of regret to see how much regret I can build. Now, I don't want to go through that, but if it was there to be had, I might recognize it and go for it. Because the the more width I can get or depth I can expose myself to, the more I can feel capable of handling any future events. So if I'm in a position to be able to withstand something now in a in a real, committable capacity, well, I will take some of the setback that comes with earning my way to a stronger point now i've had a lot more of that go on in the last 20 years than i expect to go on in the next 20 but i'm not unaware that i still have much learning to do so when it comes to that last conversation do i regret the conversation with lily no because she wanted it that way and i've said since day one that i thought lily was a part of this that might be it because lily has already vanished And she vanished within 36 hours, which is not unusual. It's good to know she's alive. And that conversation is not something I expect anybody else in the universe to ever listen to, but Lily and myself. And the part of that that was the most revealing is the part where Lily admits to not feeling like she knows if she has a self. And I found and it's going to be hard for anybody else to hear it, but I found a lot in that conversation, divulging herself in ways that was true, that were, I, I could feel a, a, a genuine discourse between us with as minimal charade from either of us. And from my point of view, I gave her zero, but I'm sure some other people listening can tell me how that's not true. But from her, I felt almost zero. There were a couple moments where she's going off the rails, but in a way that was irrelevant to the steam we were we were boiling off when it came to direct contact in Thoughtland, which I had more of with her in that conversation, I think, than many other months of knowing her. Now, did I learn much? No. But learning that there's that much doubt In her existence? It was poignant, if nothing else. And I respect Lily. I respect especially the tenacity of Lily's existence. I'm on the easiest path possible. So those of you who are challenging yourselves in a life that I can never even experience the contemplation of what you go through, I I at least respect it from afar. And as I sum up everything that I've done this time around, well, I needed to change some things. I needed better processes in my house, which I've got. I needed better processes in my finances, which I've got. I needed better processes for my uh, working back and forth, which I've got. I needed to improve a few things. And so as I check in across what i feel like my grades are well my on time grade moved all the way to an a minus started at a c plus it was a b minus now it's an a minus that is shocking because i have always believed i was built to let time be disregarded but once i started respecting myself being on time mattered to me simple as that so climbing to an A-minus this quickly is a little generous migrating, but I deserve the A-minus. I just think, in some ways, I didn't appreciate how easily I would get to an A-minus. Something here will fall apart. I just, this, is, this isn't me. This isn't me. This is a journey I don't take. So we'll see. I'm not opposed to it, but that climb has been... <laughs> unexpected. My kindness grade dropped from an A to an A minus after starting at a B minus because I don't think I was always as kind in my head as I needed to be. I'm not as default kind as I want to be. I am always intending to be kind, but I find myself being snippy sometimes. Um, So an A minus is fair. There were plenty of opportunities to be kind across the universe. And with the, the sort of impact at work, being kind has been available. And I've been kind. I deserve the A minus here too. If I'd have been more kind with my dad and my parents generally, I'd deserve an A. Those are the only things holding that back. But understanding my dad and my parents, I was hella understanding, right, Cartman? Because the A minus I got here, up from a B and a C in the last two months, is a big leap. Because I substituted myself out of the equation into the understanding position as much as I ever have, if not more, than I would have expected. So again, I know three A minuses after a B minus A C run follow, with a C plus B minus B run, the first I mean three A minuses. But I I'm telling you, that's what happened. This module got me back on track. Now, forgiving wise, I only gave myself a B. I could have been more forgiving. I am not A forgiver by nature. In my head, I still negotiate back and forth how much forgiveness you deserve. That's bullshit. Forgive. It is a 100% blanket of offer. It's not a negotiation. And that is why I got to a B. Everything's gotten better. The only thing not getting better is is Phoebe's tumoring existence. But Phoebe seems okay. I'm not trying to send her to the grave. She's just physically seems to get worse week by week. But I'm not in any way inviting anything other than Phoebe's robust health and eternal life. So just like my situation with my laundry and my dishes is constantly getting better, so is the cat's health. All this stuff is getting better. And I don't even think about the reasons I was miserable in life. But if you're miserable because you gamble too much, you're too high on drugs, you're full of lies, you've got the tendencies of a whore, and you don't know what love is, your emotions control you instead of you having some sense of emotional contact, you're aimless, you've got the instinct to take instead of earn, you're insecure, you fear failing, Any of that stuff's familiar? Well, it's the kind of experience that not only do I identify with, but I feel I have a lot to say on any of that, and I'm happy to say it is no longer something I feel bad about in life. I'd like to go through the 50 reasons getting back to work has changed my life, but that's not necessary today, and I'll grade it somehow in the good abrasive context that I had all these initial ideas, that's of value and will give me a lot to think about rather than getting caught in one or two thoughts. I like how much I am on point getting things accomplished and envisioning a future in which I'm at my most effective. If I'd have known that I would be able to get that out of doing these recordings, I'd have done it years ago. So obviously I wasn't ready for it until now, and I don't think anybody's ready for anything until they're willing to put in the work for reasons that are personal to them. Until that matters to you, it really doesn't matter. Well, I'm not late to work because my life matters to me more than it's ever mattered. And the idea that it's about to matter the most I can even envision? Well... Hmm. Talk about something to look forward to, right?